The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Time for our weekly Last Word on Health with Dr. Brian Higgins joining us from Galway. And let's talk about identifying asthma in children because I'd imagine, Brian, is it difficult to actually know whether a child has recurrent chest infections or actually is asthmatic? Mm, it, it can be. One of the things I would always think is that recurrent chest infections in children are actually pretty rare unless there is an underlying cause. So they're, they're a rare thing in, in and of themselves. So if a child is having recurrent infections, be that recurrent tonsillitis, recurrent ear infections or recurrent chest infections, that a reason for those infections is caught out, is found out. And for chest infections, always think asthma. It can be really easy when it's severe, but for children with more mild or subtle symptoms, it can be quite difficult to diagnose. Yeah, because would asthma be treated differently to a chest infection? Well, but when you think of what happens, asthma is a genetic condition where there's an allergy or inflammation in the small tubes of the lungs causing them to narrow, restricting the movement of air associated with irritation that causes cough and wheeze. Whereas an infection in the chest can be either viral, and we've all become experts in viral infections, or bacterial, where there's a, a bug growing in the lung causing an infection. Um, and the difference with those are viral infections tend to be self-limiting, but they can trigger flares of asthma, and that's where it can get quite confusing. And bacterial infections will need treatment with antibiotics. But asthma doesn't need an antibiotic, does it? No, asthma needs to be treated. Asthma is a chronic condition. So unfortunately, we've no cure for asthma. And that's why it's so important to identify it and get somebody on an appropriate treatment regime to control their symptoms. And what we aim with for children and adults with asthma is that they have a totally normal life on the appropriate treatment. Okay, so just explain exactly again what asthma is, because it affects something like one in 10 people here in Ireland. It's really, really, really common and it's even symptoms of it are even more common in childhood. It's a genetic condition, so it tends to run in families. And what happens is, is the small little tubes in the lungs, um, for some reason, those can get inflamed and they can get inflamed for different reasons in different people. Some people, it might be due to exercise. Sometimes it might be due to cold. It can be due to viral infections or allergies, be that to pests or dust. But whatever the reason we get this production of swelling in the lung which narrows it and then the small little muscles that open and close those little tubules in the lungs clump down and really stop the movement of air through the lungs and for people who've had an asthma attack it's an incredibly scary thing to experience. Yeah I mean how serious can it be? I mean potentially in worst case scenario it can kill people can't it? Really, really, really scary. And it's really dangerous. And it's one of those things because it's so common, we often don't take it as seriously as we should. For younger children, younger children have tiny airways. So that's why even a small bit of inflammation, you'll get a blockage which can cause a whistle or a wheeze. And toddlers often are what we call happy wheezers, because when they get viral infections, it can cause a little bit of natural swelling that can present with wheezing, but it's not quite asthma. As children uh, grow and those airways get bigger, they get wider. So they need to be more squashed down and they need to be more blocked to actually cause the wheeze. And that's why with adults, when they're presenting with wheeze, there's a huge amount of inflammation and blockage in that lung before a wheeze occurs. And that's why 
waiting until somebody is wheezing is not really an ideal thing because sometimes it can actually be too late and the more severe the inflammation is the harder it can be to treat. Now you say it can be treated but you said it can't be cured but yet yeah. are there are a lot of children who grow up and their asthma passes and I say this from personal experience as a childhood asthmatic and then I went through mm. maybe 40 years or so without a problem and then the asthma returned about four or five years ago and I'm now what my doctor would call a chronic asthmatic and so how does that happen? We don't fully know we have a pretty good understanding of asthma and generally in those cases we are talking about atopic asthma and what atopy is it's that tried it's those three conditions of uh, nasal allergies eczema and asthma And most children who have one of those three conditions have all three, but it's almost like a a pie with three slices, just the pies can be different sizes. So what, what will happen is for children who have mild asthma, as they get bigger and their lungs get bigger and those airways get wider, the small amount of inflammation that might cause them symptoms when they're young mightn't cause them symptoms as the lungs get bigger. But something can happen, can happen as an adult that we don't fully understand. Sometimes it's an environmental change. It can be pollution, a new pet, a development of a new allergy. And that then can trigger the asthma to get more severe in adulthood. But to think it goes away is probably an oversimplification. It's more that you always have the tendency to become asthmatic, but the symptoms might resolve. Okay, what about the use of inhalers? Maybe parents are reluctant, but if an inhaler is a preventer, is it a good thing for a child to take? Absolutely. Sometimes parents can be very worried about the term steroids. And what we use as preventer inhalers, the most commonly prescribed ones are steroids. And of course, people, when they're worried, they're less likely to to use something. But they're really, really safe medication. And when they're used appropriately, they really don't get absorbed into a child's system. They line the surface of the lung and really tend to act locally. There are other forms of preventers, like some children with bad allergic rhinitis, their um, hay fever, if you like, can actually trigger their asthma symptoms. And if you then really treat their allergic rhinitis very well, the asthma right might reduce a lot to the point where they don't need inhalers. So the treatment for asthma is, needs to be really tailored for every single child. Um, we want, ideally, for kids not to wheeze. We have our blue inhalers. For anyone who has asthma, they'll know about the blue inhaler. And that's the reliever inhaler. And that doesn't work on the inflammatory component. That works on the small little muscles that tighten up the lungs. And when you take your blue inhaler, it gives you a really short term temporary relief to open the airways. And it gives instant relief, which is what we appreciate when we have an asthma attack. But the goal of treatment is to make sure that people aren't being wheezy. And people are using that blue inhaler more than twice a week. They're probably undertreated from a preventer medication point of view. We've got to leave it there. Dr. Brian Higgins, thank you as ever for joining us. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.